0: Your success as a person is tied to supporting a community and thinking beyond yourself. From EXP,
1: DET, a lifestyle magazine and podcast bringing you the best of what Detroit has to offer. I'm your host, Lou Goldhaber, and on today's show from the new Detroit Writing Room in downtown Detroit, It is my distinct pleasure to talk to Casey Must, the founder and owner of Citizen Yoga.
0: Hi, Lou.
1: How are you, my friend? So
0: glad to be here.
1: Glad to have you. Uh, first off, thank you so much. So every time I ask somebody to do this with me, I always want to say thank you. Cause giving your time to do this podcast, is just super fun for me. And as you know, I'm a huge fan of citizen yoga. So thank you for your time.
0: Yeah. You've known us for a long time.
1: I have, I'm like one of the original citizens. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And you wear our shirt the most.
1: Okay. So I'm going to (laughs) like immediately go there because it's a perfect segue.
0: It's a good like, um, this is actually confessional to start this podcast for Lou.
1: Okay. So okay. I own a piece of Citizen Yoga clothing, which I will disclose <laughs> to the audience that I've worn in, I think, six countries around the globe. Um, and we'll talk about your clothing line a little bit later, but I'm a huge fan of your clothing.
0: Yeah. It, it, it's, it, I, I feel very like proud. It's your trademark now.
1: It is. So if you spot me on Facebook or Instagram in anything that says CY or Citizen Yoga, you now know what that is. All right, well, let's start first in the very beginning. So like your passion for, for yoga. I mean, obviously, this has been a huge part of your life for a while. So I kind of want to know kind of where the origin all started.
0: So my origin, my origin story, if you will, um, I think a lot of people know this who know me, but of course, you're going to have people listening who don't. Um, I started yoga when I was 10, and that was 25 years ago. It was way before yoga was interesting or cool to most people. And we really did it as um, a family activity. And we did it as a way to support the body through, um, because we've all played a lot of sports. So it was a support to athletics. And um, what's interesting as I became older is that yoga sort of warped into this beautiful, like, emotional therapy, not just like a physical therapy. So it sort of has been this, like, constant. Wave of support throughout all of my like big life transitions, whether that was like, okay, I'm in middle school and I'm going through something that's really intense and difficult. When I was in high school, um, it was particularly my greatest support during college when I went through a lot of depression when I was a D1 athlete. And coming out of college, I really didn't ever think that this is what I would do for a living. I just knew that I always wanted to keep this practice and what it had to offer to me very close because I saw the difference of like when I would practice yoga and when I wouldn't in my emotional body, but also in my physical body. So that's sort of like how the passion of yoga developed. Um,
1: so was, was your mom into yoga? Most yeah. ten, 10 year olds yeah. don't, don't get into yoga. So yeah. I'm curious how, how it all started. I was actually
0: levitating at eight. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I I'm wasn't, don't you're, tell anybody that.
1: You were a spiritual being yeah. at eight years old.
0: Um, my mom was into yoga. My uncle uh, is very into yoga. And so they brought us as a family. And so that was sort of like just our family activity. And I think that um, we we're always trying to find ways for us to be together. And our schedules are always so different. So uh, it, I think that yoga was this way to become physical. And then it transformed and metamorphosized into something like so much more beautiful for us. That's interesting.
1: And then you, you've traveled the world. You've practiced around the world. You've studied around the world. When did this like, start coming the idea that this could be a business?
0: Um, not till much later. So I took my yoga mat with me, like throughout all of my travels. And so it was sort of like this traveling companion, like if I felt lonely or I was having a tough time being alone, cause I was abroad for almost a year and a half by myself. So I kept that with me, but, um, I taught yoga for the first time when I was living, I lived at an ashram in India for just under three years. And my teacher's daughter, was like, oh my God, you know so much about yoga. And everybody thought like, okay, she doesn't, she knows a lot about physical yoga. Please, please lead us. I was like, oh, I don't know how to teach. I've never taught. And then the first word that came out of my mouth, I was like, oh my God, this is my destiny. Like I knew in that moment that teaching was something that was like very... So there's a spiritual concept called swadharma, um, which means like inherent to or like one's own. And so this is like advice that I give to younger people. Like you have to discover like what's of your nature. And so one of the like self-discovery pieces for me was like teaching, talking, obviously. We both relate to that. Teaching, talking, sharing, educating, connecting. All those things were a part of my nature. And teaching yoga was this like beautiful bundle of all those. But it wasn't until um, I came home that I sort of had that lightning bolt moment of okay, I'm going to open a yoga studio. And
1: was that like, just like the spontaneous, like, I want to share with others what I've learned. Or were you like, I'm a deep down, I'm also a businesswoman and I want to open a. a no,
0: store. I had no idea that I was a businesswoman Cause I had no idea what an LLC was. Um, and I, I really was just going through a lot of depression and moving home from India where I had this like really tight knit community. I felt like this humongous gap or like gaping hole in my soul that like I wasn't talking to enough people. I wasn't connecting genuinely to enough people. And it just sort of dawned on me that I could bring potentially this idealistic yoga community into existence where people accepted each other, where people talked to each other, where people supported each other, where it was all bodies, genders, races, and they would come together and everybody thought I was totally insane <laughs> which is fine but that was this moment and it was like um when people are like i felt my calling i was in the car it was august like uh, excuse me april like six i was listening to florence and the machine and it was like oh my god this is it this is my thing and i called my mom and she was like you're crazy And i'm like great i'm gonna do this uh, so. <laughs> yeah oh, i'm good. gonna do this
1: so citizen was born. So Citizen was so born. How how, does it, how did Citizen come to be? Like, what, what was the name? Like, what was the thought process? Did it just c- come to you?
0: Um, so Citizen was originally called Greenhouse, which is very weird. That was its original name. Sort of this idea of, like, okay, a place where we're going to cultivate. Um, and then really the mission of Citizen was deeply tied to suicide prevention. Um, Citizen's mission was very deeply, deeply tied to community and this idea that, like, We all exist. We all should be connected. Like, I am a citizen. There's, like, sort of, like, a self-affirmation within our name. And so that's sort of one of the ways it came about. But truthfully, it also came about because I love fashion. And I was wearing citizen jeans. And I was like, well. I should just call it Citizen Yoga. <laughs> so that's like the dirty secret, but the inspiring secret was the first part. Luckily,
1: this podcast is just getting off the ground. <laughs> One day when we're really famous, we'll make sure to cut that out.
0: Thank that's you. Cool. I appreciate that, no, Lou.
1: No problem. No problem. So I know you pretty well. We we, we go back a while. And, and I know your philosophy on how you run your business is equally important to you about how well the business is doing. So talk to me about your... You, you're an interesting person in that there's a cross-section of like the social and spiritual side of what you're doing, but also you run a, a good business, which so I'm curious about that connection.
0: So I was actually talking to one of my teachers about it this morning because I when we, op- we just opened in Cleveland and they sort of like hadn't had this experience of like working in a company that actually stands for the philosophy. And I think that it's really difficult because the way that people view yoga philosophy, they're like, oh, it's just like ooey-gooey, lovey, compassion, kindness, which there is a lot of compassion, kindness, and love. But there's also like a lot of discipline and there's a lot of like looking beyond yourself. And so a huge piece of Citizen, um, right now we're launching a huge campaign. We're doing yoga at the big house. It's already sold out, which is super awesome. And um, the campaign around it is uh, wellness starts with we. And the actual flip side of that statement is illness starts with I. And so what we're trying to do, I guess my personal mission is to sort of like if my thesis statement was like, your success as a person is tied to, like, supporting a community and thinking beyond yourself. Like, my goal would be to, like, create these proofs of saying, like, see, this is you thought of others and now you're, like, even more successful. Here, you thought of others, now you're much happier. And so I think that Citizen is this, like, living, like, being and book of, like, how to execute yoga philosophy successfully through a business, which is not easy and it's super challenging, but um, it makes us like ever inspiring. And that's
1: cool. kind of in line with the whole journey of Detroit, right? I mean, yeah. your, your mission kind of exactly what you just described is really kind of the communal nature of what's making Detroit so special. Yeah. So your first store opens in Royal Oak. Yeah. You know, you do that for a couple of years and then you open at the Z lot, basically downtown in Detroit, which yeah. at a time you open, you were a pioneer. Yeah. So what made you believe that Citizen and Detroit were a good match?
0: Well, I think Citizen's nature is being a pioneer. Like, that's the way that I think. Like, Citizen, we brought alignment yoga in some way, shape, or form. Sure, there were individual teachers, but no studio stood for alignment-based yoga, which means, like, we teach the how, the why, to the form. And so in some ways, the nature of Citizen is to push against the boundary of what everybody accepts. And part of being in Detroit is sort of saying, like, oh, you doubt me? Like, let me show you how we can bring energy and love and community, really. For us, it was humongous community, into a place that other people don't see life. Like, what's underneath the surface of Detroit is, like, vibration. I don't mean that, like, in a new age world. I mean, like, potential. And so we just, you have to, like, put on special goggles and, like, see the potential of something that doesn't exist. And that's what, I mean, everybody thought I was... Nuts. It seems to be a theme. I was but you have a common theme. Uh, yeah, theme but, yeah. but what does that mean? That means like you're pioneering into something that people didn't see right away. And now like I'm so grateful that we're in this city doing what the city is doing.
1: And how's the reception been? I mean, I know you've been there for four plus years now. I mean, has it been a slow trajectory? Did they embrace you from day one? I mean, what
0: Oh my God. I remember my first class. Honest truth, after my first class, I was like, oh my God, what did I do? Cause it was like there was, there was no anchor. There was no anchor of like, oh, okay, like I know where, you, where you're coming from. I know your ties. And then that, those first six months, seven months were, were a real struggle. So whenever somebody's like, oh, I'm going to open a business downtown, I'm like, okay, well, you should try really hard when you open because <laughs> nothing comes easy, especially down here. There's like no convenience to it. There's nothing you should take for granted being down here. It's something that you have to be like self-sufficient in cultivating. And so now it's amazing. Like, it took about a year to sort of, I think of it as like just a little bit of momentum. And now we have some momentum and people have really um, embraced us fully.
1: But don't you think that's kind of in line with the Detroit story? I mean, like nothing, you should earn it down here. I mean, it's kind of the mantra that most of the people we talk to, it's like their stories weren't instant overnight successes. They were grassroots. They, you know, they built something from scratch. I mean, that's kind of the Detroit way.
0: I think that that's why it's Citizen Fits. Like, for me, my one of my favorite things to do is, like, go out and flyer. Like, I'm obsessed with flyering. It's, like, everybody's, like, that's so old school. Like, get over it. But I, like, love to walk around and be, like, here, you should come to Citizen. What's your name? Can I talk to you? And people don't really see that as, like, a good use of my time. But to me, that's, like, the essence of Citizen Yoga, that, like, ability to – engage with somebody that you've never met that's Detroit right we're engaging with a city that like a lot of us hadn't met before and now we're trying to like re-meet it in some way shape or form
1: and you're native so I mean you're a native Detroiter so what has it been like to see your home city like turn into what it's turned into
0: well I feel like truthfully that I I felt like it was a more like a stranger to me like I didn't come down here as a kid and so it's almost like I'm getting to know a friend like I'm getting to know somebody in a completely different way And one of the main initiatives that we're working on right now is like actual genuine diversity. And we have like this new thing that we're going to be launching, which is like a diversity campaign in all of our studios to bring in not just all races, but all like all we have so many transplants in Detroit, like a diversity of like people who have been in Detroit. And how do we embrace those people, people who aren't from Detroit? How do we embrace them into the Detroit scene and make them feel like this is their home as well versus like. In some ways, the whole mantra of Detroit was like us versus them. Like I think now we're past that us versus them and we have to go us with them a lot more.
1: I totally agree. I think there's this way more inclusive nature of like it used to be us against the world. And now it's us like look at us, join us, and kind of get into the movement. Exactly. Yeah. So let's let's talk about kind of your life downtown because you spent some time. You lived down here for a little bit. You know, you're a super vivacious person, you have a lot of energy, so I know you're a coffee drinker. Yeah. So tell me, where are you grabbing a cup of Joe in the morning?
0: Okay, so um we didn't have many neighbors for a really long time in our Detroit studio. So for me, like having a neighbor is like incredible. Uh so I go to Madcap. Uh I also lead philosophy. They allow us to use their space at six AM and we do coffee and philosophy. Uh, we have 30 people that sit on a floor in a circle listening about yoga philosophy. I don't know how I get people to wake up and do this. Um, but Madcap, like the staff is super friendly. The quality of their tea is incredible. And I'm not really like selling them like I get nothing out of saying this. I just think that they love their product as much as we love ours.
1: So your your brands are kind of aligned. Yeah,
0: our brands yeah. are aligned for sure. That's cool.
1: And you're obviously very health-conscious. Yeah. So if there are other health-conscious listeners out there who are like, I'd love to know where she eats lunch, where do you go? What are the spots?
0: Um, so I always have to ode to my neighbors. So Seven Greens is right next door, and Kelly's been down with me since we opened. She's been riding. Yeah, she's, but we've been trucking, we've been trucking together. Um, and I would say that like, as we both have grown, her product has grown and really elevated itself over time. And I'm super proud of her. Okay.
1: So that's one. You got seven greens. What else do you, what do you,
0: um, I really like Avalon. I think, um, clearly I like like female owned businesses too, but that's not like preferential. It just happens to be, but Jackie does such a nice job with Avalon. And, um, my dinner choice, I would, I don't even know if I talked about this, but I would say my dinner choice, I really like Selden. I feel like Selden's a really it seems like so like, oh like everybody loves Selden, but like it's just so well done. And Ema. Those are those are my two favorite. The I like two both di- those, I, Yeah, so. both are on this, yeah, no, exactly. Those are
1: good. Ema's a a favorite of mine. Yeah. So Citizen Yoga now, it's growing. You got four locations and you got Royal Oak, you got downtown Detroit, you got West Bloomfield, and you now have just embarked on your first store out of state. You're in Cleveland. You're now kind of expanding states. You're seeing new markets. What are you seeing when you go to other places that you're like, I wish there was more of Detroit there or what are you seeing in other markets? that You're like, I wish that was here in Detroit.
0: Well, I think with um, Cleveland, which is really interesting, I think we mirror each other, which is why I sort of chose that city. So I don't know if I've done enough, like, investigation of, like, what we would need more of if we, if, if we could, like, grab something from a city. I would say that not from where my studios are, but just, like, areas where there's just walking, like, almost, like, European town squares would be, like, to me, one of the best things to add and increase in Detroit because that's a way that people like get out of their cars. Like one of our biggest impediments to connection is driving, like the time that we take to drive. So this idea that there are like convenient places for people to spend time, not just shopping, but like eating and dining together in a way that's walkable. Um, So that would be something that I think we need more of in Detroit. Um, And I think that other cities sort of need that hustle that Detroit has um, it, I, I wouldn't say that it's uh, not something in Cleveland. I think that everybody that citizen attracts is pretty like a very good hustler and they're very responsible. Um, but I think Cleveland could, don't, don't take offense to that.
1: Much love Cleveland to Cleveland. people.
0: <laughs> um, but like there is, a, there is a grit to Detroit that is really helpful when you're trying to create, like when you're an entrepreneur, um, there's a concept in philosophy called tatiksha. It means to do something difficult cheerfully. And that to me is like entrepreneurship. Like you have to do the difficult things cheerfully, and every city needs more of that. Difficulty isn't something that you're going to avoid. It's something that's inherent in building something new. Very cool. So
1: let's go back to your business, you know, sure, for a second. So looking back on kind of this journey of Citizen Yoga, is it exceeded your expectations? Like, did you? Is this what you envisioned?
0: No, I I don't know. I really wanted, yes, it has exceeded my expectations and I didn't know if it was possible to create a community of people who really cared about each other. So like, forget growth. Like, I mean, I'm very growth-minded because that's my nature. It's sort of like the way that people are. Like, I like to build things. I like to grow things. I like to create things. Um, But it definitely has like exceeded in the sense that people really care about each other. And I don't see that in many communities, even in yoga communities. So in that way, Citizen is far and beyond um, anything I could have dreamed.
1: So you've won awards, you know, you've won accolades from you know, some of the best and brightest. Like, what are you most proud of? I mean, I bet people will be shocked that it's probably something not the awards that you've won, but what are the things that really bring you such joy about what you've created?
0: I think teaching actually brings me the most joy um and watching students have that experience and watching myself grow into myself through the process of a business my level of accountability for myself actually is probably what i grew through starting a business and i would say that that's probably what i'm most proud of in myself not like in related to like achieving something in the world this is like something that i wanted to achieve in myself like i wanted to show up no matter what with enthusiasm with inspiration no matter how tired I was, even if I worked 15 hours. And I didn't know if that I, would, I had that in me. I didn't know if I would be able to like create something to its fullest. And so I feel like accountability and, and maintaining that, that joy um, is something that I'm probably most proud of in myself. So what's next?
1: What's next for Citizen?
0: That's the big question. I, I, I don't know. I'm at, like, this really interesting spot where everybody wants us to grow. Like, everybody's, like, grow, grow, grow. We have people, like, okay, we want to help you. We want to invest in you. We want this for you. And I think that I know for the next three months, like, I just want to pause and make sure that, like, we know who we are to our fullest. We are very well, like, established in our culture and our teaching so that no matter what happens, we never sacrifice the quality of the company. So growth is not, growth is inherent to my nature, but it's not essential for our success.
1: Very cool, very cool. All right, this is my favorite part of every podcast. Okay, I'm ready. I probably will
0: really like this too.
1: The lightning round. Okay, are you ready? okay. Yeah. Favorite yoga pose?
0: Currently, Danyarasana bow pose.
1: Pose you are unable to do at this moment.
0: Boat pose, never been able to do it in 25 years properly.
1: Favorite yoga retreat location? Tulum. Favorite music to do yoga to?
0: I really like ch- traditional chanting. <laughs> can you imagine just walking into my house and you can imagine what my husband thinks.
1: Biggest indulgence when you're being unhealthy?
0: Lots of cheese, as much cheese as I possibly can eat.
1: Favorite Detroit restaurant?
0: Well, I have to say Buddy's Pizza.
1: Okay, okay, there you have it, audience. That's the lightning round from Casey Must. So- Casey, um, from our listeners and from me, thank you. It has been absolutely a pleasure to have our universe get to know you and get to know Citizen. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Lou. I appreciate it.
1: For more information on all the amazing things Citizen Yoga is doing, not just in Detroit, but around the world, check out citizenyogastudio.com and check them out all over social media. Instagram, Facebook, they are everywhere. For more information about this amazing location, the newly opened Detroit Writing Room, check them out at www.detroitwritingroom.com. They are located at 1514 Washington Boulevard in downtown Detroit. Thanks, everyone, for tuning into this episode of the EXPDET podcast. Please make sure to write us a review and provide us with some comments and feedback. If you want to check out amazing, cool content, especially Casey's feature, check it out at expdet.com, or you can also follow us on Instagram or Facebook.